Okay, here we go now. Well, welcome to Old Dog New Tech, the podcast that explores edtech ideas, innovations, and integration methods from the experienced old dog side of things. My name is Jeff West, and I've been a K-12 music educator for 27 years, and I am passionate about edtech. I love using it. So let's get started at taking a look at how this can be used in your classroom. Episode 51, Old Dog New Tech, Jeff West, your host. I am doing a lot of podcasts today because I'm heading into spring break and I want to, I'll be scheduling these to release and I'm going back to a little shorter length and the last little apology for the last podcast this is an old dog, new tech, but in the background, you can hear a new dog outside. My neighbor got a new dog. He's a great dog, but he's full of it. He's bark, 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 bark. So, authenticity in my podcast. If there's something happening outside while I'm working, you are living it with me, baby. This podcast is about recording. Some recording tools, ideas, apps, whatever. And it won't be comprehensive, uh, but it's going to give you some places to start that I think are pretty uh, user-friendly. And they're probably something you've heard of or you've seen someone use, or maybe you are a pro and you should be doing this podcast, but it's me. So let's get into it. I love the fact um, that with tech, Sometimes when you start to use something, you get some stuff out of it you didn't know you were going to get. Now, obviously, it could not work. I mean, that that I'm not so sure that I love so much. But what I do love is the level that my students raise their performances to when they are doing it. They're so businesslike. They're, you know, goofing around and messing around in class and so forth. And we have fun. But when they do a, a performance video, I do a scale performance. I say I need to be able to see, you know, you playing so I can give you pointers if I need to and uh, make sure that it's a good, you know, audio. And, man, they are on it. Uh, you know, you get one once in a while. I get some that aren't paying attention to detail, but it's easy to come back then through a use of a rubric that one of the categories says, can I see you? Can I hear you? And then they go, oh, yeah, shoot, I missed that. Or they can review that rubric before doing the assessment. That's very cool. So um, a lot of LMS uh, learning management systems will have built-in video audio capabilities. And it's just a matter of when you click on that, then it uses your computer's camera or if you have an uh, external camera built in. But I uh, am getting a lot of video from students utilizing their phone. Um, sometimes tablet, we have Chromebooks at the school, sometimes they use the Chromebook, but the phone seems to be the most seamless uh, recording device. So you don't really necessarily need an app, although from time to time, Apple, you have to take a little extra step to make sure that it's in the right format, then that when they, so when they submit that to you, you can see it. Uh, sometimes, a, Apple to Chrome, Apple to Google doesn't always play nice. Although in most cases, you can 
uh, it will translate, I guess, uh, change the, the format of the video so you can watch it. Um, so using the phone, I think, is is probably the best piece of advice. And your kids already know how to use it. And um, if you don't, just take a minute and practice with it. They're so user-friendly, and they're high High resolution, they're excellent, just excellent picture, excellent sound. I started using my camera, my record video recording, just to record the kids playing. Uh, you could just record them reading, record them describing, you know, uh, um, a lab experiment maybe that they're doing. Um, I found that when I had them play in class, the you know, they're quite nervous, of course, playing in front of people. And that's something I have to work with them on getting over. So they're still live performance assessments. But when I give them the video, give them time, they can go back over and revamp and correct their mistakes and, and learn, truly learn what it is that I want them to learn and what I know is important for them to learn. So utilizing that phone, that video feature on the phone. But if you want to do some editing then, uh, of course, there's probably a bunch of apps that your students could tell you about on the phone or on any device. But Screencastify, Screencast-O-Matic are two excellent choices. Uh, Adobe Suite has some uh, video and image editing applications. It just depends on what you're comfortable with what what meets your needs and what your students can use. I think that's an important piece. I am noticing the more that I go to sessions or see teachers use technology in the classroom, um, I see them use something different and use it in a different way, or maybe use something that it was developed for a different purpose, and but it meets the purpose of that classroom or that teacher. So who cares? Use it. And I also like seeing that because it it creates a, a reflection for me in my head. Oh, I didn't think of that. That's cool. That's neat. So having that opportunity to see someone use uh, an application to record and present something, not just the content of the video itself, but how they used the application, how they use that software to create and present uh, can often, you know, give you some ideas and you can go to them and say, Hey, how did you do that? And there you go. Before you know it, there's tech in your classroom, and it was easy and simple, and now you have a partner. Uh, now you have someone to work along with and ask about other things. And so it kind of removes that uh, anxiety, I think, that all of us feel. So, but let's talk about your students a little bit more. Yeah, they get a chance to do it over and over and make it perfect, and you can require that. Sometimes I feel as a teacher, we let we teach something to students, we assess it, and then we have to take into consideration where they're at, what their level of ability is. Sometimes it's a hard and fast line, A, B, C, D, F, whatever. But sometimes, you know, as you're grading it, we have the old curve. We give them a few points because they tried really hard. They just didn't get it. With a video, 
they can try over and over and over and submit it, and you can make that point. And maybe you have to work with them a little bit to get them to understand how to redo it. What is the process? What do they need to do? But And yes, that takes time away from perhaps something else that you'd like to be moving on to, but that video will always be there. And you can always go back and say, remember this video? This is how you do it. Here, Here's the example. And they'll get quicker at it. And you'll find that that time that you took teaching them how to utilize that tool will come back to you. And it, and I think your learning will be enhanced. For, uh, your students' learning will be enhanced. Your learning will. And, and you cultivate that relationship, which then helps with all learning. We know that. So this video skill, tool, opportunity takes time, as most tech does. But once you do it and you start to get it refined, it becomes more powerful because you can move quicker and get a more professional level of um, submission from your students, the work that they give you. And that's so important for them to learn how to do good work. What what is it? And it transfers a good a good video a performance that they uh, edited and redid and went back and rehearsed and then did it and so forth. I mean, that's that's the way you do everything, isn't it? In order to get anything to a particular level, there's that practice. There are those things that you just do well. But there's always that chance. Even as a player, I, I play pretty well. I'm a pretty good musician. But I make mistakes, so I practice. So I go back and I work on that skill until I don't make that mistake again. And, and you can really utilize uh, any recording device and develop that skill in your students. All right. So how about some other types of recording? Flipgrid is an app that's become very popular. I believe uh, Windows bought it, and it's free now for educators. And you can do discussions. You can have them show, demonstrate understanding of a skill, and everybody can see everybody's videos. There's a capability then of allowing students to vote, to comment, to communicate back and forth in different uh, grids. Again, this would be something they sign into. You create accounts for them. Um, you know, obviously you want to pay attention to the privacy issues, but I think it's pretty safe. It's a pretty good app. I'm, I know a lot of folks that's are using it now, a lot of teachers, a lot of classrooms, um, and they're comfortable with with the data being there, the school email. So they have their account and you can see who they are, but they can also put like stickers and draw on it and, you know, make it kind of fun. Just whatever you need to do, whatever you think would work to engage, to help with driving home that content. Another Padlet. Padlet lets you create walls of kind of sticky notes and they can put images, text, but it also can record a video. You can record right from the computer. You can find a YouTube video to insert. Um, but the piece that I'm focusing on here is that recording the video. And you can put it on the wall. And again, 
uh, you can share it and people can put stars or A, B, C, D or one, two, three, four, or thumbs up, thumbs down. I think that peer review piece is so important and video offers you that capability. Uh, so people can watch it, watch it again, watch it again and go back and look at it and, and take ideas from what someone did in a video. It, there's so many other things that that uh, video provides besides the engagement piece, which is big, but, but you know, the how-to, the creativity modeling. Um, maybe all of a sudden, um, and I have seen this many times, I get students that are quite, are quiet in class or don't always like me calling on them or don't want to call attention to themselves. But when they're sending me a video, they're very creative in how they do it. And they add a little extra something at the end of uh, a musical passage. Creativity. Fostering that creativity. All right. So I said Flipgrid, Padlet. Uh, dot Storm. You can add the video to that. So if they created the video, then when they uh, put it on this dot storm, you create a dot storm page. They can vote. Kids can vote on on videos. So you know maybe you have them read a particular passage, or do a uh, if it's a drama type of thing, or a science or math demonstration. You know uh, you can vote for the idea that they like the best or the performance they like the best. Again, uh, the, create, the, the process they needed to use to create that video and then looking at it and looking at other videos and reviewing it, you are going into the synthesis and the evaluation of blooms. You are uh, replacing a way of delivering content and teaching. Uh, if you're looking at the SAMR model, which talks about tech integration, the R is where you're replacing, that tech is replacing something else where you may have had them stand up and read from a paper. Now they can be on a video and sit at their chair and talk about what they did and discuss it. It's a very, very powerful way of enhancing your learning. All right. Well, that brings me to the end of my video sermon. I want you to understand that the that I get how intimidating tech is. I'm intimidated by it, and I I'm a I want I don't want to say a, an innovator, but I'm a I'm a user. I like to use it. I use it any time that I can, even if I could have done it quicker on paper and pencil. I'd like to try it on tech just to see if once I got used to it, it would save me time. In most cases, like writing and how slow we were writing, and remember tracing the dots on the great big ruled paper and learning how to make your letters and how slow you were and how fast you are in writing how slow you are in talking and how fast you are in talking. Same thing with tech. Sometimes at first you are slow and then it gets faster. And speaking of faster, my tech treat for this episode is the Google Drive app on your phone. I have 
worked with several uh, colleagues and talked to several who don't have this on their phone. And I get it. Uh, you don't want all that stuff on your phone always, but you can do almost everything on your Google Drive app for the phone that you can on your device. And it's so quick, especially for the sharing and organizing and finding. You can even edit on the Google Docs uh, uh, app that is also for the phone, and you would get to that via your drive. Uh, it's pretty pretty comfortable now. It didn't always used to be used to be a little clunky, didn't always work real well, but now now it works pretty well. And the sharing and organizing piece uh, that you can do with that app, Google Drive for your phone. If you don't have it and you use a Google Drive a lot, then I would I get that for sure. If you're a OneNote user or any of the other types of cloud-based uh, organization server type of things, then you should get that for your phone. Most of them have similar uh, capabilities. And let's face it, sometimes all you need to do is this one little simple thing and sitting down and open up your computer and signing in and da 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 takes time. But on your phone, click, boom. I have multiple Gmail addresses so I can easily uh, switch from drive to drive on the phone and look through those separate. I could I share things with myself. If I had it at school and, oh, I would like to know my personal, then I just share it and I put it in there. Uh, this app will save you a lot of time for those little steps that I think maybe sometimes hold people back from using tech because it doesn't feel user-friendly, but it's much more user-friendly. All right, I hope you enjoyed uh, this episode. Uh, get to the recording. Uh, like I said, I'm doing some shorter versions. This one's going to be about 20 minutes in total. Uh, you know, I'd appreciate some more uh, reviews on iTunes. Take a minute, try, um, put a review in there, give me some stars, give me some feedback. What would you like to see? What do you like? What don't you like? Um, and share this with with your colleagues share this if you're if you're trying to integrate some tech i got some ideas if there's something you like to do and i haven't talked about it let me know i love looking that stuff up and uh, i'll put it on a podcast that's it for this episode you take care This has been Old Dog New Tech with Jeff West. You can reach me at olddognewtech10 at gmail.com. That's olddognewtech10 at gmail.com. Send me an email or leave me a review on iTunes. And remember, when integrating tech into your classroom, don't try to be perfect. Just be patient.